Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. So how's the creek now? It's so much lower. We were driving down the road and we it was so low we saw some deer crossing it. Oh, so it's not like roaring in your ears anymore. No, I can still hear it when I leave my house, but it's much less terrifying. <laughs> oh, good. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about the challenge of setting our own deadlines. We also have a take a hike gleaned during my recent shelter at home order during the California rains. Then in the craft and fame, we'll talk about the importance of familiarizing oneself with a genre. And we have a request for listeners. And Sarah, we have one more update. Our 300th episode of Happier in Hollywood is coming up, which is so exciting. So we would love to hear from you listeners. What have been your favorite takeaways, tips, segments, discussions? We are going to revisit some of our best moments. We'll we'll talk about them and share um, what everybody has taken away from Happier in Hollywood. Send those to happierinhollywood at gmail.com or post them in our Facebook group. Finally, this week's iPad Hollywood hack is changing Liz's work life. But first, we have an update. Okay, Fantasy Island's episode this week was so fun on Monday. It's a desperate housewives reunion, basically, between Terry Hatcher and James Denton, who are one of the most famous TV couples ever. Yeah. And so incredibly appealing. And it also features Andy Richter, who was on Conan O'Brien's show forever and is hilarious. Hilarious. And it was written by Jane Espenson, one of our favorite TV writers of all time, and directed by friend of the pod, Rachel Ramis. So you must watch. If you missed it Monday, you can see it now on Hulu. And Liz, we haven't done a behind-the-scenes segment for episodes two and three, but we will do that in our next episode. So send us any questions you have about episodes two or three, and we'll answer those next week. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it is 
deadlines, more specifically, setting our own deadlines. Yes. So we are doing a project that doesn't have deadlines, not because it's slow, but because it's fast. They're basically like, just do it as fast as you possibly can. Well, yes, we're obligers. We like deadlines. So we're going to have to set our own. Yes. And then the key, of course, to that, Sarah, is adhering to our own deadlines. Oh, exactly. I guess that's the hardest part. We can set them, but can we adhere to them? (laughs) Yes, we are trying. Yeah, it's like for us, when there's a deadline, that's when, I don't know, it's like this brick wall that we feel we're going to run into if we don't hit the deadline. But it's more impactful when set by someone else. Yes, for sure. When it's set by someone else, it just feels so like rock solid. Like this must be done by then, you know? Yes. If it's or else bad things will happen. Bad things, exactly. If it's set by us, it's like, oh, we'll just like forgive each other. <laughs> yes. We go, oh, I understand. So how do we do this? How do we keep these deadlines, which we have set for ourselves? Well, I think I was gonna say accountability to each other, but we are not good accountability partners. <laughs> Uh, no, it's true. <laughs> like, it's sort of like we, you can't have the person who's in the same boat with you be your accountability partner. <laughs> right, because we know how to explain to each other why this certain deadline can't be met. However, we can think of our future selves. Maybe that will work. Yes, that's what I've been trying to do is just think like, okay, I'm really going to want this to be done. This will be best for me and my poor future self if I just get this out of the way now, if I put my head down and my nose to the grindstone. Yeah. And I do think it's helpful when we're like texting each other throughout the day because it shows us that the other one is working, hopefully. And then the opposite person feels pressure to also work. It's like when we're in the same room working and if I hear your keyboard going, I'm like, oh my God, Sarah's working. I need to hit the keyboard. Well, we were just talking about Jane Espenson. Maybe we should take a page from the Jane Espenson playbook and uh, just text each other like, I'm starting a writing sprint. You know, she does writing sprints on Twitter. Lots of people join her. Yes, we've had her on talking about writing sprints. That's a good idea. Because here's the weird thing about writing. You can get a lot done, say, in an hour but only if you're working for the whole hour. As we all know, there are many distractions when one is trying to work. Right now, the biggest distraction, of course, is the fact that we are both listening to Prince Harry's book, Spare. Yes, and Liz, I'm happy to report I finished it last night. It's just, it's out of I the way. well. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna be able to truly focus on anything else until this is done. <laughs> I know, Sarah. I was like, oh my gosh, 24 more minutes. Like, I must finish. (laughs) Well, then, since you finished, side note, it ended with a hummingbird, I thought. Oh, no, I was so excited. (laughs) All right. Well, we finished reading Prince Harry's book. I'm not downloading any more, like, gripping, must-read, cultural touchstone celebrity memoirs until after the thing that we are trying to finish is done. You have my word. Same. Absolutely. This is my solemn vow. (laughs) Okay. 
So if you guys have any tips that you want to share with us about how to meet your own deadlines, of course, this is an issue for many, many people. Let us know. Um, email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Or of course, you can join our Facebook group and comment there. And next up, I was this close to having to evacuate my home last week. And I learned a lesson that I am going to share. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss physical, mental, and spiritual health. Today, it's mental health in the form of peace of mind. Do a practice emergency evacuation. <laughs> okay, so I can't wait to hear this. This comes from you living in Ojai as opposed to L.A. We recently had, I'm sure everyone has been hearing about it, enormous amounts of rain in Los Angeles. Roads closed, some schools closed, I mean, all over California. And Ojai got hit very hard. Yes, I, I looked at the weather map and like the red center was just sitting over Ojai for a very oh long time. And I live on a curvy road with high hills on either side. There's a creek across the street, which 
I mean, I honestly was like, I mean, that's not a creek. That's just like it's right. dry. Nothing will ever happen with that. Who cares? You know, wrong. It is called Creek Road, I should mention. <laughs> that's Probably true. for a reason. Yes. So what happened is it's raining and raining and raining, and I get an emergency alert that they are evacuating the other side of my road, as in like, two lanes from me. (laughs) Wow. Because the creek is rising very rapidly and rushing very strongly. And they had already closed the road on both ends because of the hills. And we do get mudslides and rocks. And (laughs) I was like, oh boy, this is different than LA. But when they evacuated the other side of the road, I was like, okay, I like, (laughs) what? I think I need to deal with this. So I said, Violet, I, I think we need to pack suitcases and like get ready just in case and spoiler alert we did not have to evacuate we were just sheltering in place but the process of preparing for an emergency evacuation was really really helpful and i'm so glad we had this time to like do it without having anything actually come to pass So my question is, did you grab like birth certificates and passports and all that kind of thing and like precious photos or did you just like pack an overnight bag? I did. I grabbed all the important papers and it was good because I knew where everything was. I got that practice of like, this is in this file drawer. This is in this drawer. This is here. And then I put them all in the like center zip thing in my suitcase. So everything was together. Mm, Smart. And yeah, so it's like passports, birth certificates, death certificates. I brought like an extra thing of checks because who knows? Mm. I didn't do photos or anything else. I thought it was interesting because objects and even fabulous, wonderful, meaningful things like old photos were definitely secondary to like, let's just get us and our pets out of here. Yeah, you have the added thing of many, many pets, Sarah. So maybe you want to have like a chicken carrier or something just in case. Well, the interesting thing is the chickens were not going to come. Oh, okay. We had to evaluate very quickly which which yeah. pets are coming and which pets are not coming. The dogs yeah. obviously were coming. The rabbit was coming. And uh, our leopard gecko and Violet's new chameleon also. We did this whole thing like we... Got our go bags ready with a couple days of change of clothing. Because you really have to think, like, how long are we going to need clothing for? We had medicine. I almost forgot the medicine. But now I've, Mm. like, got it packed. And I have four days of medicine in a thing that's just, like, ready to go. Oh, that's smart. I had already an extra bag of toiletries that I just threw in my suitcase Definitely recommend having that because you don't want to be like all of a sudden, wait, I got my toothbrush. I got my toothpaste. Wait, I need deodorant. You know, it was all together in one bag. I just stuck it in my suitcase. And then the dogs, obviously, it was so sweet. Violet was like, I'll handle the dogs. I'll handle the rabbit. I've got the pets. Oh, that's she's so responsible. (laughs) So she got a bag together for the dogs with food and treats and toys. She packed Cheesy's favorite toy and a little jacket for crackers and then food and toys for the rabbit, (laughs) crickets for (laughs) the cricket eaters. (laughs) So we were like, we were ready. And I have to say, I have to give Violet a a special commendation for like handling the whole thing so well and being so calm. Cause I was like, (laughs) oh, this could go either way. 
by the way, we have to leave. I know. Good for her. She sprang into action. Now, one thing you mentioned to me, Sarah, was that you didn't have a lot of gas in your car. Yeah. And oh, my God, that was a mistake. And from now on, I will be very conscious of how much gas is in my gas tank. I need to not get much below a half a tank. Uh, because it, Also, you, everything is far from here. Yes. <laughs> right. You, you might have to drive quite a distance. Yes. The good news was we have a friend here in Ojai who's on higher ground who was willing to take us in <laughs> with all of our various <laughs> beasts. <laughs> but it's for me, it's just so much peace of mind knowing that we've done it once. We've been through the process. I know what to take. I know where it is. Um, so that is my take a hike. If you are in a place that has any chance of having these kinds of things, whether it's wildfires, floods, earthquakes, all of the above, tornadoes. Tornado, you don't get a ton of warning, I guess. Yes, but you have to be prepared. You have to know where you're going to go and know kind of the best way to stay safe, whether it's, I I don't know. I'm not going to give any tornado recommendations because I'm not sure anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're in the Midwest or the South, definitely look into it because I just feel so much more comfortable that if the unexpected happens, I'm ready. Good. And one thing, Sarah, is, you know, the weather is getting more and more extreme. So people who previously wouldn't have had to worry about this may have to now. So we should all be prepared. I need to get us prepared. So thank you for this PSA. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Next up, we have a craft in Fane that comes with a request. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Sarah, it's time for the craft and fame in which we discuss the craft of writing, because although it's an art, it is also a craft. Um, And today we're talking about doing your research. Yes. So we've talked about how we want to write a book about a group of empty nest women who (laughs) go on an ayahuasca trip and We want to make it a little bit thrillery, add a little mystery to it. And since the beginning of our careers, whenever we're taking on a new project, we really investigate how best to approach it. Yes. So right now, one of the things that we are doing is reading and listening to a lot of female-centric thrillers. I've listened to some great ones by... Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. I've listened to Verity by Colleen Hoover, which is a smash hit. (laughs) Right now, I'm listening to something from Dean Koontz. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Of course, I'm a huge fan of mysteries and thrillers, but the ones I tend to read are more like Mm hard-edged. And John Hart is my favorite murder mystery writer. But (laughs) for this, we want it to be a little softer. Yeah, it, the thriller is sort of part of it. Yeah. It is not like a murder mystery. Right. It is not like a horror. It's not a Stephen King book. 
It is a book about four women, their friendships, their lives, their past, their secrets, but it has a sort of thriller overlay. And Sarah, and I think the more I listen, the more I know how to think about our novel, how to frame it, the questions that we should be asking ourselves as we plot it out. And it's just super helpful. Yes, absolutely. And this literally is something we've done since the first thing we did together. Our first spec was was a Sex in the City episode. Um, Then we did an Oz episode. And I mean, we studied these things. Like we would watch and write like how many scenes are in an act. In Oz, of course, there weren't acts. But like how many scenes were kind of in what we considered the first act? How many scenes were in the second? What was the climax of the episode? Episode. What were the themes? How did they interweave? We really analyzed these things very deeply. Yes. And so we're basically doing the same thing with these books. Like I'm looking, how long are chapters? How many chapters do different successful books have? How many main characters? How many points of view? And of course, there's no one answer. You can have a a great thriller novel with one point of view or with 10 points of view, but it's just helpful to know the options, to know what speaks to us, what works for us what we feel like we could execute well. So this gets us, Sarah, to the request part of this segment, which is we would love to hear from listeners what books do you think we should read or listen to? Um, That's how I happen to be reading a Dean Koontz book, Sarah. I ran into a friend and I was telling her about this and she said, you must listen to Intensity by Dean Koontz immediately. (laughs) Um, And so I said, okay, and I got it in my Libby app. So uh, I'm sure everybody out there has great suggestions for us. Email them to us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com or come on in and join our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Just search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook and we will let you in and you can be part of our ongoing, I'm sure, ongoing conversation about thriller novels. Female-centric, please. Yes. And now, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. You have discovered the wonders of the Magic Keyboard. Yes. Okay, so Sarah, it's the Apple Magic Keyboard. It is for an iPad. I recently, as you know, had many iPad ailments. My (laughs) iPad just died a sort of a two-week death, I'd say. And it just got to a point where you said you must go get a new iPad. This is something that you use every single day that we need to do the podcast, to do our pilots, to do our shows. I'm like, okay. So I went, I took the plunge. And in addition to my new iPad, which is, of course, wonderful, I got a magic keyboard. And it is a keyboard that magnetically attaches to the iPad. It has... A hard bottom. Mm -hmm. So the key to this for me, because, you know, I write in bed a lot, it makes it extremely easy to write on your iPad, which I know you love to do. Up until now, I've almost always written scripts on my computer. But with this, I feel like I can do it on the iPad. Mm -hmm. It really turns your iPad into basically it's like having a computer in terms of the ease of typing. Yes, and I only write on my iPad. I have a case that turns into a keyboard, but I have to say, you're convincing me about this magic keyboard. It sounds wonderful. 
Well, it is because I also had a case that had a keyboard, but it would fall down a lot. It would collapse on itself. And this is very specifically designed not to do that. I don't know how they do it. You know, Apple's design is always ingenious. Um, Now, it is expensive, Sarah. I'm just going to tell you it's $350. So this is a major investment, but it acts as the case as well. So, you know, it protects it and it's a keyboard. Um, And for me, it is a game changer. And it's a great thing to have right now when we're embarking upon a whole lot of work. Yeah. Because, you know, as we say, when you have the right tool, it does make the job easier. There's no doubt about it. Yes. Makes a huge difference. All right. Well, I'll report back if I decide to get one too. Okay. Um, And Liz, also, it's time for our weekly rec. You have a rec this week. Yes. Okay, Sarah. For true crime lovers out there, I am recommending a true crime podcast called Billionaire Boys Club. It is on Wondery. It's not a new podcast. It's just something I listened to and loved, and I want everybody else to listen to. So it's about the Billionaire Boys Club. I'm just going to read you their description. Um, It's the 1980s, the decade of greed. Capitalism is king and the young, upwardly mobile professionals are on the rise. In Los Angeles, a small group of college grads band together to form an elite investment group called the Billionaire Boys Club. They have a simple mission, get to the top no matter what it takes. Their leader, Joe Hunt, is a master of mind games who will stop at nothing on the road to success. But when one of their clients vanishes, Joe and the boys need to scramble to cover their tracks. Sarah, it's also been made as more than one TV movie, one of which starred Judd Nelson back in the day. So if you're interested in this story, you can listen to the podcast and then you can watch the movies. In doing my research, Sarah, I realized I'm dying to go back and watch every movie ever (laughs) made on the Billionaire Boys Club. It's such a fascinating story. Okay, well, just let me know what the best one is, and I'll watch that one. (laughs) Okay. 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 And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and thank you to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have the best Facebook group ever. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. I think my dogs are so barky today because Crackers, who's like almost eight years old, has finally learned how to play and he's constantly (laughs) trying to get Cheesy to play with him. Oh, well, you can bring him over to play with Nacho and Daisy. (laughs) They, you know, they need play partners. (sighs) It might be a little much for him. He's like, let's play for three minutes and then we can be done. From the Onward Project.